everybody going live for Tuesday Talks. Today we have an amazing uh, soul called Matt and he should be joining us shortly. He is a mental health advocate empowering you to transform your mind. So I've done a short introduction for you already uh, but in the two Tuesday talk style, I'm going to pass the mic to you to introduce yourself uh, by, you know, who you are, what you do. And the big question is, why do you do it? Okay. My name is Matt Hargett. And yeah, like you see on my headlines, I'm a mental health advocate. Um, The reason that I'm a mental health advocate, first and foremost, is I went through depression and anxiety myself. And I suffered pretty mightily, and it was it was really painful. Um, but now I want to help other people, you know, not go through what I went through, or help them get out of where I was. You know, when I was depressed and I was extremely anxious, and my mind was racing, and I, I tried many different things for years, and it didn't work. So. Uh, that's that's why I do what I, what I want to do. I'd like to help other people, um, you know, who might be anxious or sad or might even feel like they're depressed and they've tried therapy or medications. You know, I can walk them through the steps that that I went through myself to get out of it. That that's a, such a noble cause uh, to hear. You know, like because you've you have your experience and now you want to. Uh, use that experience and pass it on to others so that there is uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Because coming from a corporate background um, and and being in sales as well myself, I I knew, uh, you know, how it is when you do get that depression and anxiety because I used to have my work phone with me all the time and my holidays, vacations, whatever it is. It, my phone is in my pocket still. Uh, you're just looking at it. Is that sales happened? Is that sale happened? You know, <laughs> and uh, come come every quarter when you're talking about your sales and everything, you're like you're so uh, full of uh, uh, anxiety there as well. Uh, am I the one who's hit my targets? Because you don't know the others yet. Uh, and you know, when you're not hitting those targets, you go through this uh, sort of um, invert. Uh, for my experience, it was like you know, um, depression in terms of why is it not happening for myself? I'm doing everything right. I am, I've doing, you know, I've done this. I've made my calls. I've had my meetings. I've gone out. I've, you know, wine, dine, whatever you need to do with the clients. I've done all that. Why am I not get, getting my targets? Uh, and you think you're the problem, right? You always think you're the problem. You start with yourself in terms of uh, something I am doing wrong. Uh, and that's one thing I wanted to ask you is because when it comes to depression, uh, uh, when things are going wrong, us, uh, people always look inwards when he, things are going wrong. Oh, it's, I am doing something wrong. That's why it's not happening, right? I don't know if that is the correct experience for you or not. Uh, but in my experience, that's what I thought. And when things are going great, you're not looking at your ability that it's you who's made that happen. And that's why it's so great. And you've achieved what you were achieving. But you are looking at other circumstances outside of your ability uh, that you might have, you know, the people around you that, oh, yeah, uh, he, he's made that sale great. Uh, because of that, I've made that sale. Because I went out there, I've made the sale. But you're forgetting about you did that. It's you 
and you forget that you part. Uh, but when it comes to the other way around, you start thinking, oh, something is wrong here. And, you know, in kicks in a uh, mountain of whatever you are thinking and you are giving it food for thought in terms of, yeah, you keep thinking about it and you keep spiraling in it. Is that something? Yeah, it's just, you know, it's hard for me to, to pinpoint it because someone even asked, was it a to come on slowly or was it was it immediate and and i and i can't remember i just remember that i just didn't want to get up i woke up and i didn't want to get out of bed and i couldn't get out of bed um and yeah i, I guess in a way i thought I, I i ignored it more than anything instead of really thinking about it where it where it might have come from i I didn't want to admit that I had an issue, right? Because of the stigma surrounding uh, anything related to mental health or mental illness, right? So I ignored it for the longest time. Uh, yeah, did I blame myself for it? Probably, you know, probably. It, it was just a, yeah, like I said, it, it was very shocking to me and I don't know where it came from. And I didn't want to admit that something was wrong and uh it took me nine months before i saw someone for help for the first time that's not wow. i don't i don't recommend that for anybody i mean i thought i was toughing it out you know suck it up be a man no you know i ended up ruining my life um honestly because of it so that's one reason that i just advocate for people to speak up you know it's not uh Everybody has some type of mental health issues or anxieties. And if it gets so bad that you need help, that, that's all right. Ask for help. You know, don't let it get so bad that, that it'll, it'll happen to you what happened to me. I, I agree 100% uh, in terms of asking for help because um, in, in my experience, it was the same, right? Uh, I shut it all off. I, you know, I was pretty much dragging myself to the places that I didn't really want to be in. Uh, and and not sharing it uh, with the right people as well. You know, you want to share it with the right people who are able to support you. You don't want to just say it to anybody who is just lending their ear to listen. Right. Um, uh, that's that's in my experience anyway. Because the you need to speak to your family members, uh, friends, if you have clo very close friends who are able to guide you or uh, give you some advice in terms of what to do next. Um, because sometimes it also just needs is that you just need to say it out loud. So it's not in you anymore and it's out. Uh, and then people can understand what you are going through, uh, you know, and come through some, some, some sort of uh, maybe help your decision making. Because a lot of time, what in my case was, uh, uh, it was to do with decision makings after that, because I started doubting, I'm like, okay, I don't think this is going right. Um, something is not correct here. I don't, I don't feel happy anymore. I'm not feeling uh, excited anymore. I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the vibe anymore doing these things. Right. So I'm like, I, should I just quit and stay home? But that's not an option. So cannot, cannot do that at the moment. Um, right. What do you do next? Well, you need to then speak to people who get affected by your decision-making right? Because you will have a circle of people who are affected by your whatever you decide. Are they going to be affected mm -hmm. by it? You, uh, in my case, I, then I had to sit down and think, right, okay, who is going to affect by if I stop working? 
right? I okay. Am I able to handle it? Fine. I might just live by it. But who are the people who are going to get affected? So there was a uh, that I had to put in,、uh, and there are other people also who are getting affected by my behavior because、uh, even though I was okay putting up a front in front of people, right, doing everything okay, not say, not showing that I am、uh, anxious or I'm depressed, not showing it, but there was agitation that I noticed that I would just snap. At little little things, which somebody would be just saying something, and I would just snap out, you know, like, and they would say, "You're okay, you're alright," and and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm fine," and, and shrug it off and just continue. And I think that's that is something we are taught as、uh, little boys when you're boys, just toughen up and then continue doing it.、Uh, and I think that's where for for guys especially goes wrong because、uh, um, it's a little bit different on the on the other side where. The the girls and the women they are able to talk to each other more about things. They are a bit more open, whereas、mm-hmm. guys tend to struggle with sharing.、Um, do, don't really want to say emotions, but sharing anything when it comes to the other side, unless it is something to boast about. Is that?、Right. Do, do, do you think that? that am I correct in saying that? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that that that's I. That's how I grew up, and that's how I felt, right? And that's what got me in trouble. So, you know, talking to to other men, you're either, you know, joking around and having fun, or you're competing in some way, playing some kind of sport, or you're talking about yeah what you did or what you do, right? And how and how well you're doing it, and you know, pat each other on the back. But nobody, nobody, very few people that I know of men.、Um, Especially in my past, probably zero would sit around and talk about emotions. You know, I mean, I was told not to cry. You know, <laughs> so I mean, I yeah, basically I bottled everything up, and 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 then just like you said, anything that I now I realize anything that I felt that was uncomfortable, whether it was shame or fear. I covered it up with anger, so then there would be this outburst, like you mentioned, would would come out. I think because I didn't want to feel that way. So if I wasn't feeling happy, then I was feeling angry. Because at least angry, it gave me some kind of energy, right? And like I'm、mm-hmm. fighting against something, and I'm not feeling bad, or I'm not feeling shame, or I'm not feeling fear. You know. So yeah, I think I had. I was I was like I was digital, I was either happy or I was angry,、um, and that's not a good way to that's not a good way to be you know and that and that's what happens to a lot of those who are brought up that way, and you know we're taught to not cry and suck it up so you kind of grit it out and just cover it up with some kind of anger and it, it makes you feel at least. Not sad and gives you some of that energy.、It、gives you some energy, even though it's negative energy. You know. No, no, I agree hundred percent with that. You know what you just mentioned there.、Uh, it's, it's, it's. So in in regards to when you realized, you know that these,、um, I'll say, I don't know, the steps that you were going through,、um, and you had to take. Did you go through the conventional way of dealing with it first, and then moved on to? How you what what you do now?、Um, yeah, I went through the 
conventional way of dealing with it. Uh, I went to individual therapy, couples therapy, group therapy, which was DBT, dialectical behavioral training. And then at the same time, I was also taking antidepressant and anti-anxiety medications. For years, I did that for years. And, but honestly, I didn't really have a breakthrough until I tried something very unconventional and that I was obviously, I was really skeptical about trying, but I, I felt like I had nothing to lose. And I started to meditate and journal. And once I started doing that first thing every day before I did anything else and throughout the day, if I needed to, one morning I woke up and my mind was completely changed. Like the anxiety was gone. So my racing mind and all the tension in my head and my body was gone. I mean, I was completely at peace. It was very, it was very shocking. So that's what I would like, I, what I could help people with, you know, if, if they've, felt like they've tried therapy, they've tried medications, and it really hasn't helped them, you know, as much as they would like, and they want to be happier, and they want to feel more peace, and they want their racing mind to be calm, I, you know, I can walk them through what, what I, what I tried, and was successful with. That's amazing. That's, uh, and, you know, it's good to hear that the meditation and, and journaling uh, has got you the the, the bait, breakthrough and obviously to the other side um so a bit more of the, uh, the holistic channeling pretty much right so you've channeled your uh, inner thoughts onto the paper uh and then mm -hmm. you know you're at peace with it um and do you do that on a regular basis or are they cheat days as they as they call it in the uh, if you're going to a gym, but, you know, <laughs> right. uh, we, we should take a cheat day as well. I don't know. Is that, uh, is that regular now? That you, is that something you do every morning? Is that a routine that you follow? The meditation is definitely a routine that I follow. And I actually, just recently, a couple of days ago, I've started getting back into the journaling. I didn't leave my journal in my bedroom, which is where I start my meditation. So I've, I've had some cheat days on the journaling. Yes. And that's not good. So I've gone, I've actually gone back to it recently, but the meditation, no, I meditate all the time. And, uh, it's just really important to me. It's, um, it's the meditation is a combination of mindfulness and prayer. I, I specifically use scripture for what, for what I do. Um, and then I immediately journal afterward to further ingrain everything you know into my being or into my mind to retain it that's that's amazing so um is that like a particular time that you you meditate like first thing in the morning when you wake up before you do anything or is it like you you know you've done your morning routine in terms of uh shower brush and all that and then you go from it is that what's what's working is it before everything or after um i i do it before anything else. Like, I don't want to start my day because if I do, I might, I might not go back and, and, and execute it. Right. Yeah. So I, I tell myself, especially if my mind is racing with things I have to do that day, I tell myself like a dog, sit, stay, you know, 
You cannot, because I'm not going to be able to start my day unless I do it. So sometimes that actually helps me calm my mind down, you know, if my mind is racing. Um, and I used to get up and sit in a chair, big comfortable chair, but now I just stay in bed. I just want to make sure I'm in a comfortable position. I don't think that really matters the position that you're in. Uh, didn't didn't affect me. Um, I just the most comfortable position is just lying down. So I just stay in bed and I don't get out of bed until I finish meditating. And now I'm journaling. Yeah. That is so, that is amazing actually, and that is very good to know that if you're doing this before you do everything, you know that you've executed it and you've you've started your day on a very happier note than you would have been before because before you would have started your day and then maybe some thought would have come along, oh, check your phone for that notification. Has that happened? And then you got sidetracked as we all do, right? And then you're like, oh, meditation can wait. I'll just do it tomorrow, right? Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's really important because that's a good point. Well, um, not only do I do the mindfulness practice to get my mind focused, um, and then the scripture that I'm focused on after that, once, once I get my mind focused, then I, the scripture that I happen to be focusing on at the time, I, 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 um, focus on that and try to connect with God. But then when I'm done with that, I end with gratitude. So, you know, even at the place that I was when I first started this, and I lost, essentially lost everything and I was going through a divorce, I could still find something to be grateful for. I think we all can. So like that act of being grateful at the end of meditation and you can kind of feel it, the warmth in your heart, you know, that you're grateful for something. And then you journal everything that you just meditated on. That's yeah, a pretty great way to start your day. That, that is, uh, and what I'm also hearing in this as well is, is having that consistent, consistency and discipline, which is the key factor, which I'm hearing here as well. So listeners and the viewers uh, would be, they need to know that you have to then be consistent and also be disciplined uh, with your, what you, what you want to do. So if you're, you know, uh, a lot of people that say, well, I don't want to just leave one routine for another routine, right? Because you'll be like, well, I just came out of this nine to five and all this, and that was causing me depression and all that stuff because it was routine, right? And I'll start another routine. So maybe it's not a routine. It's just discipline of a, a way of life that you is working for you. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, this for this to work, it has to be done in a disciplined manner every morning. So I never skipped a day meditating and journaling. In fact, at first, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be very hard. If you have anxiety like I did, and your mind is racing, it, you might not even be successful the first day, you know, for 10 minutes, you're just gonna have to go back and keep trying it. There's different techniques, you know, that you can use to improve. But if you try every morning, you do this and you put in, say, 10 minutes, maybe more, once you get comfortable with it. And if you're getting good at it, and you like it, and it's you won't feel anything happening. Like for me, nothing happened for months. It was a little over two months. And then one morning, 
just like that, I woke up and my mind was changed. So it does take discipline because you're not going to feel or see or notice any effects for months. But if you do it consistently, first thing every morning, every day, day after day, week after week, you will see the benefit after a couple months. Uh, that is actually amazing to hear as well, you know, because you, you know what they say, it takes 90 days to create a habit. Um, so it, 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 in order to get that, you, you are pretty much creating a habit by disciplining yourself to do those things. And then in, in that way, your mind is also recognizing that you have actually chosen a different path and you are not, you're doing different things. So let me adjust myself to that. Uh, and again, we are talking about a mind mindset that you've been used to for, for, for the time that you were born all the time, all the way to now. So I don't know, let's say 30, 40 years that you've been using that mindset. And now you've now decided, okay, I want to do a whole different new set of things that I've never done before, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, two months, I think it's, it's actually very good. Right. So to, to get out right. when they, when they wake up and you're like, you're in a calmer places than you were before so that's that's an amazing turnaround uh in, in uh, 60 days and two two months right right oh. it, a lot of people will take longer right do, do, do you agree yeah that's true and that's a good perspective i was 49 at the time because it was a couple of years ago when i did it and yeah in a little over two months i changed the way my mind felt it was surprising <laughs> that is, is an amazing way to obviously again amazing way of looking at it right because you're mm -hmm. uh shifting your your mindset uh and you know it's, it's the best muscle we have in all our body and nobody actually looks after it uh as much as they look after the outer uh things of the body like what is visible um but the mindset uh, and your mind is so strong that if you tell it to do some things it it, it accepts it and it allows, it gives you the power to then, yes, let's go and do it, right? Uh, we've, been, we've been doing that throughout our life, but then we start limiting ourselves in, in, cer in, in certain things. We, we are the biggest stopper of our own success. But, and that is only because we are telling ourselves, is that possible? Is this not, this, I don't think that's possible. Oh, I think this, this is not good. Because we're saying that to ourselves, the brain goes, right, okay, we're not going to do it then. Uh, I'm going to give right. you, I'm going to give you indications of pulling out, you know, go away, look at something else. Uh, I'm going to distract you and you're not going to do this anymore. And that's, that's what it does. And if you say, well, I want to do this. This looks so exciting to me. Uh, I want to see what happens if I do it. I don't, I've never done this, but I want to do it. Your mind's going to say, well, okay, let, let's do it. And then day one, maybe it's going to say, well, this looks weird. You sure you want to continue doing it? Now it's your, <laughs> you know, now it's your decision. Because, you know, when you hit, when you, when you're in that crossroad and you're questioning yourself, do I really want to do this? This is your mind testing you. You sure you want to continue? And this is where we need that discipline and consistency, right? We're like, no, we got to continue doing it until I find something better or something else. If you haven't found anything, you need to continue doing it, right? You've been doing that for, uh, in your case, was 49 years, something that was given to you when you were born, right? You were, were given right. uh, a set of rules. This is it. And then society came along and friends came along and they're like, yeah, this is it. It expanded a little bit more. And this, this was the world, right? 
but then you're like, well, no, there's more. I want to try this. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's, it is difficult to overcome because like you said, 49 years of programming, programming or however old you are, right? All those years yeah. of programming, but you can decide. You can choose for yourself that you want to do something different and be determined and be disciplined and you can change. 100%. I agree with you there, 100%. So, and a um, question towards your now being an entrepreneur as well, because obviously you're out there um, helping others, which takes uh, entrepreneurship skills, meaning you need to now wear lots of hats. Uh, <laughs> how, was, how was that journey for you uh, when you decided, right, I'm going to go into this and help, uh, help others uh, who are in the similar situation, right? Because you were probably looking for, if there was another me, I would have helped myself much better, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I would say that's true. Well, the first thing, the first thing, the biggest struggle, I would say, is just social media. So my, so no, number one, like you alluded to, I wasn't an entrepreneur before. I was working for corporations, huge corporations, like, fortune global 50 corporations and i was in research and development basically development so i didn't want to talk about what i was working on because it was coming out in the future everything was so secretive mm -hmm. so i was not on social media whatsoever and then all of a sudden you know coming out of the corporate environment and into the you know real world right <laughs> i'm like what is all this stuff it was so uncomfortable for me like even th even this call it's the first Instagram live, right? The first one that I've ever done. And it's fine, but it's, it's very strange. It's unique to me, you know? So that's, that's the one thing that really struck me when I, when I came out um, of that corporate environment, let's say. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. that, that is it's true, right? So now you have to... Um be out there, tell everybody what you're doing, what's the next, what's, what's the next things happening, or if you have a program coming out, you'll be talking about that. Uh, and obviously, taking people through your journey, it's, which you're not used to. Before, they were like, corporate, no, zip it. We don't want to tell anybody what's happening until it's ready, right? Otherwise, right, keep experimenting right. it. <laughs> right. And, and the, that's the other thing. It took years, right? So, for example, I led a, a vehicle development, a car. So it takes years to go from a blank piece of paper to a car coming off the production line and in the showroom, right? And entrepreneurship, it's just, it's moved so much faster, especially in the digital world. Um, so actually, I should mention, this is kind of a cool little um, emotional health tool that might help people. Uh, I worked with a team that developed an, uh, an app called the Hugs app. So if people want to check that out, it's free, but you can send hugs to people um, even if you're, you know, not with them because you're, you're physically distanced, whether it's COVID or whether you're in another city or state and you want to send them some affection, you know, you can send them a hug and when they receive it and put it up to their heart, like in a hugging motion, their phone will vibrate like a heartbeat. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. So anyway, that's, it's a big difference to go from a car, making a car that takes years <laughs> to an app that can be executed in, you know, a month or yeah. 
so right it's just different well well so so how has that journey been for you since you've obviously launched yourself uh in the entrepreneurial journey uh and obviously you you're tackling social media and <laughs> So did you did you did you get yourself a a mentor or a coach uh you read more books about these things what what steps did you take I had I've had numerous coaches and I've joined different communities or groups that help with you know entrepreneurs or people being self-employed and that's been helpful but it's still a struggle for me because I would tend to default back to the corporate way of doing things and everything's got to be so safe and you know that was a struggle for me uh truly but i i i joined many communities or groups and i still do um that uh you know help me put myself out there as an entrepreneur as opposed to a corporate person yeah Uh, so that's actually a good thing that you shared that you've you've joined you know the communities uh, and uh you had numerous coaches and uh, that 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 um, guide you through right um because a lot of time um these entrepreneurs that have just started their journey do shy away from coaches or communities because uh you know because we're used to that corporate world right you need to keep everything a secret what you want to launch you don't want to tell other people because your idea might get stolen um you know it might get you will lose all the rights that you have for it you know and all all those things are there but but if you're now launching yourself into the new market you need to then reach out to people who are already doing those things what mm-hmm. what i what what i've seen is that we tend to lose sight of when we we in the corporate world a lot of things are happening behind the screens that we don't see and that's why we have to keep maybe a, a secret let's say whatever is being worked upon uh and launched but because behind the scenes maybe the top letter uh execs are already communicating with each other what we need to be doing when we become entrepreneurs that communicate with other similar entrepreneurs which the top execs in the corporate world are already doing it but we just don't see it we are just told to keep it shut you know don't talk about it because we're going to launch it um but we need to now we can do the same right you know keep it a little bit just keep uh, a cards closer to the chest but then talk to other uh entrepreneurs uh communities that you there are out there because you will learn things that there are you might have not thought of right so in in your journey did you come across certain things that you were like hey i've not thought of this idea that's actually cool let me a- adapt it or oh i can actually take this and do it much better in my way oh are you talking about like a business process or yeah yeah your your business process wise you know when you started this journey of helping others um yeah i i think yeah that's I guess maybe I'm struggling with that question a little bit. So I've I've read some books or look at what some people have done um in the past and I've incorporated some of it, yes, um into how I can help someone. Um but this but the the meditation and journaling technique was just shared 
with me by someone I met. It was like a random person I met at a at a networking event. So that's that's a difficult one to explain. <clears throat> okay, you know, okay. The actual process of the, yeah. the meditation and journaling that I that I go through that that mm. really helped me, and that's that's what's helped me the most, obviously, right? And and right, and obviously that's what you are now um, teaching uh, others, and you know, passing on that, that method of how to how to do it. So, do you do one to ones, or is it group sessions? Uh, how how does that work for uh, your clients? Yeah, I would do. I do one to ones. I'm considering doing a group or just maybe a short seminar online, like an an hour. So I'll put that out there just for people to join uh, and see if there's any, you know, who who wants to join. And I'll walk through the process um, with people like quickly. But you know, if they want to work together, we'll try one on one first, and then and then maybe we'll try groups. Um, as well. Okay, yeah. that, that's that's actually exciting. Then that so you have a seminar. Uh, so is it something planned already, or coming something launching soon, or? Yeah, something I'll launch soon. Something I'll launch soon. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So everybody, just keep an eye out. Uh, you know, eye out for uh, your. So where are you more active on Facebook or Instagram, or you've got your own website? Well, I have my own website. It needs some updating, but I'm on, I'd say I'm most active on LinkedIn, but I'm also on Facebook a lot as well. Yeah, true. uh, I'm on, yeah, but more LinkedIn, I would say. Amazing. Okay. So if some people want to reach out to you, uh, just uh, search you on, uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is is a is is an interesting place uh, to network. Obviously, there's lots of corporate world uh, on LinkedIn because it's a professional Facebook, for example. Pretty much, LinkedIn is a professional Facebook. Um, right. It's it's and it's surprising that you're uh, you you're, you know how are you finding LinkedIn and as you're more active there for for what you are doing. So you uh, your clients are more on LinkedIn than I take it, right? Well, that's just where I've spent most of my time and my entrepreneurial journey the last two years so that's why i'm there but i'm i'm essentially on all the social media so if someone reaches out to me on facebook yeah i'll get back to them there as well but i don't i don't know where my customer will uh will find me to be honest yet i don't know well if they need they will find right that's that's, that's <laughs> right. how i that's that that's how that's how i put it across anyways it's like uh when the student uh is ready the master will appear so that will happen when your student is ready you will appear <laughs> right <laughs> so that, that's how it is um but i mean so far uh what, what we've shared is, is you know so, such an amazing uh golden i guess that you've also shared and you've shared your routine. So thank you very much for, you know, sharing that. It, it will definitely help uh, a lot of people who, you know, are challenged with the uh, with meditation side of things. I know um, meditation is very personal for quite a lot of people, right? Because you, mm-hmm. you, some people are not able to sit still. Uh, even, though, even though your mind's not racing, you're not able to sit still. So you mentioned, you know, lying down on the bed was better. So try that, you know. You don't have to be sitting. You don't have to be sitting and having your palms uh, open every time, right? So you can try everything. It's 
that are key is to get your mind to um, slow down and be with you that time, right? Because our our mind is like a, a like a computer, so it's just processing, it's processing, it's processing. When we're going to sleep, it's still processing. That's why you're dreaming, right? It's still processing. Right. Uh, it's always it's continuously working. So and now you're woke woken up and it's still working. So it's like <laughs> right. So you need to just tell your mind, okay, now I am not doing anything. So stop now you know restart i'm gonna shut you down for a few seconds uh, and that's when the mind is kind of like you sure what's happening here that what's what's this i've never had that right. before you right. know it's a bit like it's like a bit like your computer when you're trying to tell it to something and you and it pops up a, a question say are you sure i'm like well i know that's why asked to do right <laughs> yes right. i'm sure yeah do it <laughs> that's why the first yeah <laughs> the first day i did that it, as i mentioned it was 10 minutes and my mind was racing and I couldn't turn it off. And I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is not going to work for me. But, you know, I kept, I kept trying and I kept trying. And yeah, you'll, you'll get there. You're right. Your mind is not used to being shut off. Yeah, and, and we, pretty much, we pretty much have to retrain it uh, for, for, for sake, right? For speaking terms and sake. So you're retraining it in terms of what now this new method is and what you're trying to do here. Uh, because it's just so used to being on the go, on the go, on the go, on the go. And it's like, oh, uh, you're, you actually want me to stop now uh, and do nothing. Uh, yeah, you can do that. You're allowed to do that. That's, that's fine. You can have a little break. It's a bit like resetting your, your computer or laptop, right? So um, pressing a restart button so it turns off itself for a few seconds and then powers back on, right? Uh, right. That's what you're trying to do your brain. So uh, what we take for i don't know let's say a half an hour meditation in brain time is probably like a few seconds or minutes because uh, the way the speed it works in right for for the, right. the calculations it makes every day uh, and the messages it receives every time is it's it's less time for it uh, for for that um so now you you you've been doing this and obviously you're you're quite active on linkedin and and all the other social medias that people are uh, reaching out to you um, is that something launching nearby that people should look out for or if they need to reach out to you, uh, they can just message you directly? Yeah, they can message me directly on social media. And I believe everywhere I'm Matt Hargit. It's Matt with one T. So I, I noticed that. Yeah, apologies <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah, oh, like... that's all right. <laughs> Yeah, Matt with one T and Hargett with two T's, H-A-R-G-E-T-T. -T. Or they can email me at, um, I'll just give my Gmail, MatthewHargett at gmail.com. Matthew with one T as well. Yeah. Amazing, so, yeah. amazing. So thank you very much uh, for, your, uh, for your time that you've spent with us here and shared your routines and everything. There's one question though. Do you have a night routine? Because a lot of entrepreneurs and uh, um, you know, healers and everybody have sort of a night routine as well. Do you have that? Yes, I'm just starting to get back into it as well. And it's related to the journal. So it's reflecting on my day. So I haven't done that for a while and I realized it's causing me a problem. So um, I reflect on my day, especially something that I would want to change so like you mentioned, just slowing your brain down takes time, right? Well, 
then retraining my brain to be happy as opposed to anxious took time. But you could also retrain your brain and how you react to certain situations. So if I wasn't, I wasn't happy um, the way I reacted to certain situations, like I would, something would trigger me and I would have an angry outburst and I didn't want to do that anymore. Well, I would actually journal about that at night. I did this. I didn't like it. This is how I would prefer to respond the next time. And then I go to sleep. And then when I wake up in the morning, I'll even add that as part of my meditation. I'll replay that scenario in my mind. But instead of exactly replaying it and how I reacted, which I didn't like, I would respond in a different way in my mind. So I would actually train my brain to react differently, meaning respond the way I would want to respond. You know what I mean? So that's how I, used, I have used it um, at night, my journaling. That, that's quite interesting. And I, I, and I love that. Uh, thank you for sharing, you know, in terms of then retraining your mind as well whilst you're journaling, uh, journaling that, um, because obviously it's, it's listening to you whilst you're writing what you're trying to say. And then in the morning meditation, you are adding that in with the new scenario of the outcome. Okay, but this is how I would have wanted to react. And outcome could have been this way, right? So the brain is now seeing that result. And something I, I say to my clients every time as well is, you know, your brain does not know uh, what's going to actually happen if you do this. It only knows your past. And so think of it as your files and you're looking for an outcome for something. You have no data for it, but then you do have is old data and you look through that files. Hang on a minute. Uh, I don't see it. So either it's going to make you anxious. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen. Don't do it. <laughs> or it will like find the near enough scenario and say, as bad because hey in the past you did that remember uh that didn't go well so you sure you want to do this this looks similar <laughs> right so right. like yeah yeah i don't want to do it uh, and and this is where this is what i am very heavy on making decisions you know we uh, especially when people say oh um i i wasn't able to make any decision i have no options you always have options to make decisions is that you need to be comfortable with what decisions you're making and then be happy with the outcome that comes out from it because it's the decisions you're making now might not you know, show, uh, show what's happening tomorrow, but it might show something in 10 years time. So your, yourself now who is two years in in this wonderful you know, state of mind now might flourish in five, 10 years with, with the wonderful, excellent life that you'll be leading, right? Because you're just very early stage of, of, of this life. What, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. It is very early <laughs> because it's so different from my previous life. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to see what what happens. Wonderful. I am sure. I'm sure it will be an amazing, amazing life. And I'm sure you know we are we are following each other now. We'll be we'll we'll see we'll see the stories coming out. Uh, you know, following there. Uh, and who knows? In a few more months' time, you uh, uh, might come again here on Instagram Live or. Uh, my platform might be different. I don't know. 
because uh, <laughs> Facebook is Facebook has changed into into uh, Meta worse. Now we might have virtual uh, virtual worlds <laughs> that we will all meet in. So who knows? Who right. knows? Because uh, when Facebook changed that Meta worlds, I was thinking of the movie Player One. I don't know if you've seen that movie yet. That just, no. Oh, no. I'll recommend it to watch it if if you if you like futuristic movies. It's it's quite interesting, uh, and I see Facebook creating that world already, uh, leading everybody to that you know existence of how Player One world kind of existed. Oh, uh, it's okay. quite interesting. Yeah, yeah. So if if you get a chance, have a have a search and watch that. Um, but I would like to say thank you very much for coming in. Uh, we're going to be wrapping this up now. Is there anything you would like to add? to um, wrap us up and sign up? Uh, yeah, I would just like to remind everyone that you hear about the body, mind, soul or body, mind, spirit connection. Just remember that there's a mind, spirit connection as well. A lot of, you know, we hear a lot about the mind, body connection, right? Which is true. What we eat and if we exercise, we feel better. But there's um, a spiritual component to that as well, to your overall wellness. So I'd like people to re remember that. Amazing. That, that's actually, that's great. Thank you very much uh, for, for doing this. And this episode will be now posted onto IG Live. It will stay there uh, until IG goes down. It will be there. <laughs> um, and then it will move on to Spotify and, and uh, all the other podcast platforms uh, in in due time so it just goes in order the order is um so people can still enjoy and listen to this episode because there's lots of lots of nuggets being shared here uh and people who are watching this thank you for uh watching this live with us and if you are re-watching this on igtv thank you for watching it as well or listening to the podcast thank you um if you found this episode uh inspiring and you know it gave you some light bulb moments uh i urge you to now also share this with somebody else because it's our duty to share anything ins inspirational with others because we don't know who's woken up or going to bed uh, thinking of a better tomorrow uh, or better today. So, and if this has created a sparking moment in you, it might just do it for them as well. So why not just do that? So tag that person, share the episode, whatever you can do to um, just spread the word uh, of happiness everywhere. Thank you very much, uh, Matt. Uh, for your time and thank you very much everybody as well thank you for having me on i really appreciate it sushan thank you thank you very much take care all right bye